Hello, everyone, and welcome to the 20th preview podcast of the Bad Cody Funky Podcast. Uh, tonight, joining us, we have our original coyote, Sergio. Yeah, that's me. And TV's Casey. Hello. And of course, I am your host for the evening, Booster Greg. Uh, tonight and this week, we're going to be talking about Doctor, Doctor Who. Who. Uh, Doctor Who. Doctor Who. It's about time. I know. Well, and it's been a while since like we've had a new episode. I feel like you know what I mean. A long time. Ah, uh, I walked into that one. Trying to say, miss the first one. Got to do the second one. <laughs> All that's right. it. That's it. That's, we that's had to it. get it out of the way because one minute we'll be killing ourselves with these puns tonight. <laughs> Podcast is over. Well, it has been a while. Like you know, when when did um it was holiday right last that we heard from them the holiday special? Yeah, I would say the holiday. Yeah, yep. yeah. So it's been December. It's been eight or nine months. That's or nine or ten months. That's fucking crazy. I feel like does, does that always happen, or I feel like does it just extra long this time? Uh, I think My, it's been uh, a long time. People well, started fiending for Doctor yeah. Who and everything. Well, with <laughs> with Doctor Who, I've had like I had a little bit of a success and failure rate with getting people onto Doctor Who, and by the time I had recommended it to you, Serge, I I knew where to start. Like I had perfected it. Um, yeah, like so I tried a lot of different things. I tried literally starting people how I started on the Eccleston seasons, uh, and that I was a very low success rate because the, the production quality is so low. You know, it's just like it's literally a dude in a Barney suit half the time, I feel like. <laughs> and it's like you got to like commend the practical effects, but they're just not good practical effects. They're terrible. They're like practically bad, bad effects. Oh, God. I yeah. Ah. Uh, so then I tried, like, you know, doing like select episodes from the Eccleston season. Like the first one, the first time you see Jack Harkness, which actually happens to be uh, one of my favorite episodes of the Eccleston run. Um, the Dalek episode. The Dalek episode, yep. And the, the last season couple. finale. Yeah, the season finale. And also, I, I kind of like. I, I throw this oh, in sorry. There series finale. Series finale. We are watching yeah. a British show. Yeah. Um,. I kind of throw this episode in there for good measure, but it's not necessary. The one with Simon Pegg in it. Do you remember that one, Casey? Uh, it's been a while. It was the one where um, they go to this like space satellite that's in the future, and they all get like like dragged into these TV shows. So it was like the weakest link that. Um, oh yeah, well, it's got in. the it's got the robot version of uh, Anne. What's her face? Yeah, 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 okay. Yeah, yeah, that, like, yeah, and their foreheads open up and stuff like that, too. They come back Simon to it later. Simon Pegg was in that episode? Yeah, he was the, the like, the, the bad guy's minion. He is actually, like, if you go look at it, he was, he looked like, like a Jack Frost, like, not, like, yeah, I don't know, he looked like an ice person. Like, like he, he has was... a big, long, prosthetic nose kind of thing? Uh, no, not necessarily, just so much the skin tone. Huh. You know, like, his, like, he, it was, like, his hair was white, and his skin was, like, this kind of ice blue kind of thing. Um, but it was cool. It was uh, like that was when I was like, all right. Like when I saw that, I was like, this show's pretty legit. You know, it's got Simon Pegg. All right, some Edgar, right? Yeah. Um, stuff like that. But um, then I've then I tried what I did with Surge, uh, and it worked with other people. Is you just start them on the Matt Smith. Season. Yeah, the Matt Smith season Ooh. was my favorite that's, because that's that, tough for me. That has the highest production quality. Um, the first episode appeals to 
anyone I think who likes science fiction. And yeah, you can, and you, I'm you, a, you, it, a, it, a Doctor Who casual. Well, I mean, it just has a very like raw doll feel to it, where it's like you know he might as well have been riding in a giant peach, like the, that episode. <laughs> it just has that like sense of this fantastic and tortoise. Yeah, <laughs> that's pretty much it. Like it just has this like this feeling to it that I haven't really like seen since seeing James the Giant Peach or Matilda or um, like reading BFG and stuff like that. So, oh yeah, Karen, yeah, and, she, and she's awesome too. And then like, it, it, there's a lot of misdirect in it, right? Like you always think like that was when you first see Rory too, and we think that like you know the tall, handsome guy who's like jacked, who like secretly looks at a lot of porn on his computer, is the one that she's gonna end up with. And then uh, Rory ends up just kind of showing up a this lot. This lovable everyman, yeah, whose devotion cannot be questioned. Oh yeah. So it was just great. And then, like, you know, I've, I found from there, if you have any questions, then you can go. And if you like that, then you go back to the Tenet seasons. Because, again, Tenet is, like, he's he's one of my favorite doctors. Actually, I think he's probably my favorite doctor. But he um, his episodes don't have the highest production value. And they get a little better towards the end. And they definitely are some of the most well-written episodes. But a lot of people can't see past the low production value. So that's why you start them on the higher production value stuff. And then they like it and they go back and they don't mind the low end anymore. You know what I mean? I think it's, I think it's tough. My, my approach to trying to get people into Doctor Who has been about as successful as me trying to get people into Star Trek. Yeah. Uh, in that it's, it's very daunting. And oh, a sure. lot of people are like, where do I start? Like, who are these people? You know? But it's 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 tough because yeah, like you said, there's a lot of different versions, and with this one, with the Doctor changing every couple of seasons or so, and you know, you feel like everybody everybody remembers their first Doctor, mm-hmm. and and for me, it was Tennant. Um, you know, like I, I like I would say like the majority of fans these days have just started watching the show from the 2005 run on. Mm-hmm. Um, but. My favorite Doctor is not one of the recent run, despite everything else. And do you Who's know who favorite? it is? Oh, okay. I wanted you to try and guess. <laughs> Darn Wait, it. so he he's not from 2005 on? He's one he of the is older not ones? from 2005 on, he is from before that. Is it from the movie? Paul McGann? I like Paul McGann's Doctor, actually. Paul McGann's lot, pretty too. good. Uh, my favorite Doctor is actually Rowan Atkinson. Uh, that doesn't count. Yes, sure it does. That does not, that's not canon. I, it's not, but it's it's funny. It's funny as hell. Sure, yeah, that I, I remember that skit. It's it's funny. Like most things, Rowan Atkinson does. Rowan Atkinson, hilarious. Yeah. So so, Serge, what I'm talking about is there's a, there was a comedy special. For those of you who don't know, that's Mr. Bean. Yes, Mr. Bean. <laughs> Mr. Bean is the Doctor. Um, this was a uh, in the 90s, I think 1999, something like that. It is, but but it's it's very good. Now the the presentation is it's a it was a comedy like parody. It's it's like short. It's like it is. I think it's the length of a TV show. But you know the Doctor and and the Master square up for like a fatal showdown, and it's just it's like one like goofy moment making fun of the show after another. And but the way that Rowan Atkinson plays the Doctor is like everything you could want. He's got you know the female companion that's totally in love with him and he's completely aloof to it. You know, he's always foiling the master's plans by being one step ahead of the game. It's, it's like done in a very like straight laced way, but, but because it's him, you can't help but find it totally hilarious. 
Um, but I guess if I had to pick my favorite legitimate doctor, it would it would probably be Sylvester McCoy as the mm. seventh. Yep. He was always kind of crafty, um, and he I guess his look was one of the reasons why I went back to to watch a lot of the old episodes too. Right. Yeah. With that, yeah. the whole the umbrella. With yeah. The question mark. Yeah. Yeah. He he was like the the Riddlery the Riddleriest version of the Doctor. The one that got killed in an inner city. That's yeah. how he died. He got shot to death. Shot by a Chinese street gang, right? Yeah, so... Um, <laughs> he got shot in inner city. Yeah. <laughs> Something. And, and I love how it turned into Who's Your Favorite Doctor, because that was might have been my secret question for Thursday. Oh. <laughs> That's all right, though. I got another one. Don't worry That's about like it. That's like an inevitable... <laughs> yeah, it's, it was going to happen. I was, I was trying to hope it wouldn't be. But anyways... Um, the, what kind of happened was you have all these years and years and years of, of Doctor Who, right? Um, all these incarnations, each one different from the last, each one bringing something else to the table. And then Doctor Who goes off the air for a while. Like 12 and, years a while. Yeah. And it comes back in the form of a made-for-TV movie on American television. With, get this... Eric yeah. Roberts as Robert the master. Movie? As the master. So what happens is the master, like, I guess the last time we saw him, he died, but he turned into his weird spirit snake form. Like he's thing. cheating his regeneration cycles as he always has. Yeah. The sneaky so bastard. He finds his way to Earth somehow and takes over the body of an EMT who's played by Eric Roberts. Um, and so he kind of takes over at him and he gets these weird eyes, these weird glowing snake eyes kind of and thing soon enough he's in full-time lord regalia with the high-ass collars and everything. yeah like he's he's literally wearing what the master wears but with like eric roberts as a master who looks way different than what he had previously had looked like because before like even though he had like regenerated he looked similar to you know his original form that we saw yeah he would rock that uh what's his name not roger daltrey that's the who um I can't I remember. remember the name of the actor, but he's like the most famous master that was yeah, was yeah. there for all the the unit years. Yeah, he looks like a standard like super villain. You know, Roger like, Delgado. Yeah, was yeah. his name. He's got, that like, was the, his name. The mustache, right? And, yeah, uh, yeah. Um, like a very like uh, like Ming looking kind of a villain. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Emperor Ming from Flash Gordon. Yeah, um, and if no one knows who that is, you obviously have not seen the movie Ted. <laughs> or Flash Gordon. Um, <laughs> yes. <laughs> Savior of the universe! So, anyways, Flash. the Doctor uh... ends up on Earth, and it's good old Sly McCoy as the Doctor. And I don't remember why he goes to Earth, he just kind of makes his way there. And he literally lands in this, like, really shady, like, alleyway in a not-so-great part of town, and just gets shot to death by, like, Uzis and stuff, like... Just it's it's the probably the most direct way the doctor has died that I've seen mowed down by bullets. Yeah, literally, and then he regenerates into Paul McGann, who's half human. And for those of you who don't know who Paul McGann is, um, I don't know if you watch British TV or not, but he was all he was in the hit show Luther, which was pretty cool. Great show. He played Luther's ex-wife's boyfriend. Luther's an amazing show. If so he's, he's a great actor too and you kind of get a sense of him and i like the movie a bit but it was super cheesy um it was one of the first i think it was the first time that the doctor actually kisses his companion which was a pretty big deal at the time and then uh the movie 
airs. They were going to do more of it, you could tell. They never do because the movie flopped because it was not so good. Um, and then, you know, 2005, we get Christopher Eccleston. And they don't even, like, show Paul McGann regenerate into Eccleston. Um, and it just kind of goes from there till we find out where there was actually a doctor in between McGann and Eccleston. But for that, you're going to have to watch the whole the whole 50th for that. They really added a whole right lot in that in- interim time frame. Yeah, well, I mean, like, what's cool, too, that I really appreciated um, was we got to see more Paul McGann as the, in the prelude to the 50th uh, anniversary episode, which was awesome because he's a cool doctor. I don't care what anyone says. He's, he's a, he was a good choice, and he played it well. It was just unfortunate in the medium in which it took place and that it, it was like a made-for-TV. He, he did have a an otherwise long career as the Doctor with all the audio dramas and That's a ton of too. things yeah. in British comic books and novels. Yeah. So oh, yeah. I don't so, know if he if he has like the longest career as the Doctor, you know, in that sense, but I know that he's popular with a lot of people for that reason. Yeah, I mean, technically, I guess he would, just because he's been doing... I think he's probably still doing audio books for it, I feel like. Oh, my God. But... You know, you saw him in the prelude, and it was awesome. Like, you know, he goes, she's like, I'm looking for the doctor. Are you the doctor? And he goes, yes, but not the one you're thinking of. And you're like, ah, it's because I was thinking you were going to be Matt Smith or David Tennant. <laughs> and you're not. Fool not even you, Eccleston. Lone Star. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, while we're speaking of Doctor Who and all, the, and all its awesomeness and glory, what I want to kind of ask you guys is, what's your favorite episode? I have it. You have it? Go for it. It is Family of Blood. Hmm. I had to think about it for about two seconds. Which um, one is that? Remind me. Family of Blood is the is the one where there's the, the green smoke people. They they take human form and they uh it's it's like uh, father of mine, mother of mine, son of mine, daughter of mine. Do you remember those? Who was the doctor for that one? That was Tenant. This is a Tenant episode. Really? Yep. You're going to remember it when I tell you the ending of the episode. Okay. Go. So, the they they take human form. They I'm pretty sure they mind control people or or they're like mind controlling a, a boy school, like a like a college or something. So, the doctor has a history with these people and and you remember the whole stuff Oh, they, is this the one with Jeeves? Jeeves? With Giles, not Jeeves, Giles. Buffy. Oh shit! Is it Giles? It was Anthony? Yeah, he was in it, right? Like he's the the headmaster. I don't. God, I don't remember him being in this episode. Well, keep on going. Keep on going. Anyway, okay. Right, let me. It. Yeah, let me. Let me keep talking. So, so they take over this this boys' school, but they're a, a long sort of enemy of the Doctor, um, in the sense that you remember the Chameleon Arch that that uh, the pocket watch that makes the Time Lords forget who they are and able to masquerade as humans until they're safe. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the Master used one the first time we ever saw him in the new series. Yeah. They, yeah. These guys were scary enough to force the Doctor to do that. Um, which was a great way to to make the episode work, in that you see the Doctor and it's like, you know, how's Martha Jones going to get him out of this situation? But I think it has the darkest ending to any episode of Doctor Who that I've seen. And you do see a lot, well, maybe not. Because at the, at the end, like, with all the end-of-time stuff, like, when David Tennant's doctor is worried about 
dying, which is a little weird considering he knows I'll regenerate. Um, mm. This was probably the darkest thing I'd seen up until then, like in terms of like decisions that he's made. You know, because you like to think of the Doctor as kind of a happy-go-lucky explorer kind of guy. Like, he yeah. grabs a companion, he goes to see whimsical things, he travels through time. You don't imagine this guy being a real, like, protector of the universe unless he stumbles into it. Um, but here, to to rid himself of these enemies, because they're so dangerous to mankind in all of history... Um, he puts the father in unbreakable dwarf star chains. You know, he he puts the mother in, inside, like, a black hole. The the son is inside, like, a body of a scarecrow, but, like, frozen in time, so, like, every second is an eternity. You know, and the daughter, I think, is... She's... Hers was, like, really creative. They, he trapped her in the mirror, and you could only... You could maybe get a glimpse of her out of the corner of your eye. Something. Like, like very, like, almost like a poetic kind of ending for for like an immortal family um but it's dark man it is it's really dark and and almost terrifying like the angels the you know the stone angels in in other episodes pretty scary but to see Mm -hmm. the doctor go to the lengths that he does here to get rid of a dangerous enemy is absolutely amazing I don't remember mm-hmm. that one. I have to go back and watch you gotta it. you gotta rewatch this. I don't know yeah, if definitely. if people line it up with like their their greatest like their their greatest episodes of all time, but it's it's certainly my favorite. Yeah, that sounds nice. I definitely mm. have to go back and watch that one. Yeah, I believe it's a two parter awesome. called Human Nature and then Family of Blood, like the name okay. of the episode. So you can check yeah, that out. Might be what I watched tonight. Sure. Maybe. What about you, Serge? Uh, I think my favorite episode, uh, I'm a Doctor Who casual, so, you know, I got onto the Matt Smith episodes as the one you put me onto. Uh, I really like the Angels. Mm-hmm. The Angels episode where uh, the Doctor, um, Matt Smith, uh, ran into some kind of trouble. He was stuck on a planet, and uh, the Fable of the Angels was brought up. And I didn't expect the, the episode to go where it did. I mean, it was really cool. It was really horror-like because the episodes uh, before that were kind of whimsical, kind of fun and uh, stuff like that. So uh, I really liked how the angels were just these uh, these beings that you couldn't uh, look away from or else they would get you. You know, like they, when they get you, they you were, yeah, you were dead. <laughs> so uh, at one point in the episode, like Amelia Pond, or Amy Pond, uh, she was stuck in like a trailer of some sorts and this angel was, uh, you know, on a camera. They put cameras in the cave where they had to go through in order to get some kind of plot device <laughs> to move forward in the story. And she's watching the angel and every time she looked away and looked back at it, it would come closer. And she's like, wait a minute, did it move? What? What is, what is that? Did it move? I, I'm not sure. And then every time she looked away and looked back, it came closer and closer until it was popping out of the screen, kind of like uh, the ring effect. And I thought it was really, really cool. And I just liked how uh, they portrayed the angels and developed this being. I mean, I thought it was very creative, the, the, the vision of the angels, something that I didn't expect out of this whimsical show, but it turned into like a horror movie, you know. And I, and I love the being, you know, being terrified of that concept of, you know, this boogeyman or, you know, women because the angels were or uh, female statues. And I thought it was a pretty cool concept, so that was my favorite episode. Oh yeah, and the angels uh they came up later, like when they turned into the, the Statue of Liberty. Yeah, yeah, that was the Angels Take Manhattan. That was the last straw for them. Yeah. Well what I think is really funny is they're all terrified of the angels, but like all they do is just send you back in time. They don't kill you. They do they in, feed off they, your they like, do in the episode Surge is talking about. Really? Did they? Yeah, that's a lot of people actually hate that episode. 
because it completely yeah. changes what they're all about. And you see yeah. the move, which is a little weird. Yeah. Um, they straight up snap next in that one, right, Serge? Yeah, yeah, they actually kill people in that That's one. That's odd. Yeah. Yeah. Because the first one they were, and like I, I vaguely, I didn't really like that one too, too much. Just, I mean, it was like cool if you, it's the first time you see the angels. Uh, but Blink is the best one with it by far because it's the first one. And that's a tenant episode. And that one's. It is also not... a, doc- a Dr. Light episode. You don't see too much of him in it. Yeah. So, like, it's not one of my favorites. Uh, I, I mean, it's one of my favorites. It's not my, like, the kind of pinnacle one that I love. But uh, it's certainly the best storytelling on it. Um, especially when you really you're following this woman whose name is uh, Sally Sparrow, who is actually the love interest in the movie Drive. Really? Mm hmm. Man. Go watch that movie again with Ryan Gosling. You are like six degreesing the shit out of this podcast. Uh, I know. <laughs> I can I can connect Aaron Paul with Matt Smith. So there you go. I, I just did it. Yeah. <laughs> so right, Matt Smith was in the 50th with David Tennant, who was in Don't Blink with Sally Sparrow. I don't remember. Actually, his real name. Who was in um, Drive with Brian Cranston, who was in Breaking Bad with Aaron Paul. And you did it all without actually using Doctor Who. Yep. Well, I did. I did. I had to get uh, Smith the tenant. Oh. Yeah. Right. right. Sorry. But there you go. Um, actually, I probably could. Oh, I can do it without doing Doctor Who. Uh, I can't tell you the exact name, though. But Matt Smith was in a movie directed by Ryan Gosling. <laughs> Ryan Gosling was in Drive um, with Ryan Cranston, who was in Breaking Bad with Aaron Paul. Damn. That's why Matt Smith shaved his head. Because he's in that movie. <laughs> I'm good. I'm good at this. I swear. Yeah. Um, yeah okay, can I, okay. By the way, I just want to ask this. Did anybody not understand Jenna Coleman uh, who played uh, Clara? I mean, like, well, when she, I mean, I come from a family of immigrants, meaning, like, you know, I had to decipher what people were saying in English. I mean, we do speak English in Trinidad. But I meant, um, you know, like, I just couldn't understand a word, you know. No, I mean, I watch. Yeah, I mean, I watch a lot of BBC shows too. I mean, I watch English football every Sunday. Yeah, well, I mean, that's that's like it's still different though, because like if you think about like sports announcers and stuff, if it's the same as over here, like they try to keep like you know a nice professional so everyone can kind of understand them. Yeah, well, no, I mean, I watch a a lot of uh, you know. Yeah. English shows and never mind the Buzzcocks, yep. the Graham Norton show, uh, yep. Misfits, Skins, you know, other stuff like that. Yep. Yeah, I don't know. I, 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 I didn't have any any trouble understanding her, but yeah, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's just me. Secret Diary of a Call Girl. What? <laughs> yeah, I think they were yeah. like you know like uh yeah. I don't know. I didn't. I, I liked her at first too, but I didn't really like towards the end. I was just kind of like Come Sergio on. D- distracted I think because by the they sexy. tried to like make her cooler than <laughs> she actually is. You know, like, I was just like, you're not that, like, like, Amy Pond is that cool. Yeah, I know, like, like, like they're like, alright, Amelia Pond was, is gone now, we have to make, you know, like, Clara cool, now she's a cool girl, now! Yeah, and like, I liked her when we first started seeing her, like, she started showing up in different, like, reincarnations and stuff like that, like, that was really cool. And yeah, when then, she was, like, the personality of a Dalek. Yeah. That was crazy. That was such a good episode. I would have been so cool, a good Dalek companion. Yeah. I was actually disappointed when that happened that that I was holding out for so long that maybe the doctor would have like a good Dalek companion. Oh, that would be cool. Can you can you imagine? Well, I mean, he like had a, he had a good Cyberman companion yeah. towards the end there. He had a, he had yeah. handles. 
(laughs) (laughs) I love that, too. Like, remember when he was like, Handles, remind me to fix this phone. And then he goes, okay, doctor. Hey, doctor, you should fix that phone. He goes, not now. I mean, like, in the future. In a random point in the future. And then it's like, he's on his deathbed. And he's like, hey, doctor. You should fix that should phone. Should fix that phone. <laughs> <laughs> it was so good. This the show has got some brick joke mastery with the stuff that comes back around. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I, I like, my sides almost split. And for a completely unintentional reason, when um, Jack referred to himself as the face of Bo. Yeah. I was like, no, come on. Yeah, there's so much cool stuff like that going on. Um, and, like, it's just good, like, fan service, too, you know? Like, yeah. You know, really find out who the face of Bo is, but, like, they kind of hint at that. And then some people sometimes are like, that's not canon, it is canon, whatever. Um, and, you know, like, Torchwood is a pretty good show, too. I don't know if you guys got into that or not. No, I never kind of did. You want to you want to talk about low production values? That's what turned me off of that show in the first season. Yeah, but like, like the miniseries is where it really started to shine, and that's like again we we saw um, for the second time we saw Peter Capaldi in the Doctor Who universe. So the first time first, we seen first time fires of Pompeii. Yep. Second time was in this. It was. Um, children of of the earth i think it was what the, it was called that was when everybody was immortal except jack no that was no that was the last one oh. so there was one before that i think it was called i think it was called children of the earth it might have been called something different but it was um all of the kids get possessed by aliens and they right. try to like figure out what's going on uh, and that was the one where the cast kind of gets thinned out pretty quickly, too. That leaves room for the second one, which is what you're referring to, where everyone in the world is immortal except for Jack. Which doesn't make sense, because he's not immortal. He's just stuck in time, so his like physical state can't change. Is that how they describe it? Yeah. I, never, so that's I like, forgot that. Watch the, the, the series finale with uh, Eccleston. Okay. Because that's what it does is like um, Rose Tyler gets him like st- unstuck in time, so like he doesn't age, he can't get hurt, stuff like that, because his physical state can't change because he's out of time. And Sweet then they cake. just they did, then they just made it like a like a blood thing in that episode, or it was really fucking weird. Um, and Mackay Pfeiffer was in that episode, yay! And Bill yeah. Pullman, our Independence Day, <laughs> yeah. Um. Actually, he was really good in that too. He he played a, I think he was like a serial killer, or he was like a like a bad guy. He was I couldn't I don't remember if he was a serial killer or if he like molested children or he did something that was really bad. And he they put him on death row and he he's the first one they noticed who didn't die, so he used it as like a point to be like oh like I'm reborn like stuff like that I'm gonna use this for good. And then he he doesn't. Um. But anyways, before we close it out, because we're getting about time, my favorite episode really quickly was uh, actually a Matt Smith episode, the first holiday special called A Christmas Carol. I really thought you were going to go for The Doctor's Wife. That one was a good one. I'm not a, like, I don't know. That was a, it was a good one, but wait, Doctor's Wife was the one with the TARDIS, right? No. Yeah, yeah. The Lady TARDIS. Yeah, that was like definitely because it was written by, by Neil Gaiman. Right. And that one was awesome, too. 
But um, there's something about like a Christmas Carol that really resonated with me because it's the first time that we actually see the doctor actively fucking with someone's timeline to suit his own needs. Now you're going to have to remind me of this one. So this is the one where um, there's this crusty old man who has this crazy amount of influence over, I don't remember what it was, but he's, he's Ebenezer Scrooge, essentially this guy. So, he can choose, like, you know, how people get resources or something ridiculous like that. So the doctor goes to him and uh, tries to sway him to be a better man. And he does this by going into this man's past and changing his history as a child. So he'll be a better man in the future. So he jumps back and forth, back and forth. And actually, it's really cool because um, there's a really interesting scene where he's just like, he the he meets him, he meets the doctor, this guy meets the doctor for the first time, and he goes, yeah, I'm the doctor, I'm a time traveler, and the guy's just like, prove it. So he goes, okay. So he has the guy put on a home movie from like back in the day, and the doctor time travels to that point in the home movie, waves and says hello, and then comes back to the present. And it's wow. just like, yep, yeah, see... And it was really heartwarming because it turns out that there's this woman that the guy kind of loves and, you know, like she's supposed to die and like she's been frozen. So like once every year they wake her up and they have like a party on Christmas from when he's a kid all the way up to a point where he's like a young adult. Um, But it was really cool. And again, it was just the first time where like he really starts to fuck with someone's time. And like before, he had been very like respectful of that. Like, I can't go in this time, this guy's timeline. I can't change things. We saw it a lot with uh, uh, the the Pompeii episode. You know, he's just like, I'm not going to change anything. And then he finds out that like because they did this whole thing is why Pompeii's volcano exploded. Uh, but he's never actively been like, I'm going to change this. This needs to change. He's always gone with the flow. And I think it's a lot of it has to do with his old age, and a lot of it has to do with like him not really caring and he was traveling a little bit alone for a while there and that always has a, an influence on him too but it was it was one of the it was a really cool episode the production value was really high up there just like you know it was like the doctor and a young a little boy just running around doing hijinks stuff like that uh it was just a really cool episode and that, and that's why it was one of my favorites certainly one for the ages yeah. All the Christmas episodes tend to be really memorable. Yeah, there's a there's... couple of them that I could do without, like the Line the Witch in the Wardrobe one. Never mind. I, I, I take it back because I don't remember that one either. That was a, a Matt Smith one. That was like the I think the one right after it, where they go into the wardrobe and then like he has to fight the wooden men, and then it's funny because his screwdriver doesn't work on wood. Wasn't um. Jenny and Strax and all them in a Christmas one, or was it just cold in their episode? Man, I, really uh, I gotta, I gotta rewatch the show. I wanna say that was a Christmas episode, but I don't remember. I think it was. I feel like it was. Yes, I'm gonna say maybe. Definitive, okay. maybe. That was the one with the evil snowman. Yep, yep. I just remembered. Yep, it. it was. Yep, yep, that was it. That was that was the next year. You're talking yep. about the one in between. Yep, yep. So it went Christmas Carol, uh, wardrobe, and then snowman. Got it. And that was it for Smith's Christmas episodes. 
But yeah, search one to take us home. Thank you for tuning in to the Bad Cutie Funky Preview Podcast, issue number 20. Uh, tune in with us every Thursday night at 9.30 Eastern Standard Time on twitch.tv slash badcutiefunky. Also, look up for us on iTunes at Bad Cutie Funky and on your Android devices. Uh, download the SoundCloud app and search Bad Cutie Funky and listen to us on there. Until then, this has been Booster Greg. What up? TV's Casey. Hey. And I'm Sarah Thank you guys. We'll see you later or we'll see you another time. Or the end of it.